Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Well, Adam, we'd love to welcome you to Bitcoin Roundtable. I am Vince, and this is Darren, and I know you've been talking with Libby, and we'd love to thank you for coming on our show this week. Well, you're, you're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> great, great, great. So uh, I, I went on to uh, your site there and uh, looked at some of the stuff you've been doing, and some of it's very interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is you do online and what some of the forums are? Well, I try to be uh, as active as possible in, in, in you know the crypto scene, so... I have my hands into uh, things that are to do with Bitcoin and alternative currencies as well. Right now, the, the, the most active things that are going is, uh, you know, is Bitcoin Stacks, which is pretty much a my, my go-to place, which is for all discussion, uh, all news, um, anything to do with crypto at all, just amalgamating to one particular site. So I wanted to do that to make like a, like a sort of index or reference site for people to use um, that really just you know, had everything they needed when they went there. So all your all your information, charts, this, that, it's, it's all under one roof, you know? That's going to be expanded as well. And then I found the radio station, which goes with that. So uh, that, that's how we met. Basically, it was through um, one of my one of my employees got in touch with, uh, you know, you guys. We met through there because you guys do radio and we do radio. So we have the radio station going, which is a 24-hour station, which plays all kinds of podcasts for everybody. So you got your podcast that plays on it. You've got uh, some of my shows and... You know, a bunch of a bunch of different people on it. I believe there's about ten or twelve different uh, personalities that are on there now in the in the Bitcoin space. Really? Um, hmm. That play around the clock, and then you know, uh, music in between, and whatnot. And then you also have other little things that are going on in between that. But uh, the, the main the main thing that brings us here today is probably that uh, definitely uh, Bitcoin stacks. Wow, interesting. So twenty four seven. Yeah, the station runs twenty four seven, and um, it's a. Uh, you know, in between in between the talk shows, there's actual you know, DJ sets. Everything's handpicked. All the music's handpicked. There's no uh, no pop music. <laughs> it's mainly uh, alternative rock, metal, but but basically like a very very different array of music. So people when they listen to it and they get on there, they're most surprised by the by the originality of it. They're not used to hearing that type of music. So they like that as well as, you know, as well as the information that they're getting from the, uh, or the things that they're learning from the show, the education they're getting out of the, out of the Bitcoin related podcasts. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and that's at bitcoinstacks.com? Bitcoinstacks.com. Dot com. Okay. Bitcoinstacks.com. Oh, that's pretty cool. Hmm. How long have you been running that for? It's been running now for um, almost, a, um, I would say, a little under a year. Do you, and can you... That, that there was there was other sites, but uh, that is the main one of interest right now. Right, and can you give us any information, like statistics-wise, like uh, how many listeners do you average, or anything like that? Sure. So, whenever I do promotion, active promotion, which is advertising, so I'll do I'll do you know paid advertising on on different um, Bitcoin-related sites, news sites, this that. Whenever I do the advertising, I'll peak out at you know 30, 40 listeners uh, yeah. on peak time. Right. Uh, when I'm not doing advertising, there's also there's you know usually a steady, I don't know between two to four listeners to ten listeners when there's no promotion taking place at all. So what what we're trying to do now is we're trying to really um, find more ways of promotion, uh, more viral ways of promotion to get people to be aware that the station is is there. So that's the hardest part of the game is right. is to to you know knock on doors and let them know 
you know, hey, we're, we're here. It's free of charge. There's nothing to pay for. It's, you know, enjoy it. Use it. We're, we're, we're on TuneIn, which is an app that uh, is installed on, on, you know, 100 million phones worldwide. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you have the app called TuneIn, you could actually listen to us through the app. You know, we're available. And if you're driving your vehicle, you could, you know, you could you could listen from your car, which is what a lot of our, our fans do. So they listen to us on their way to work and whatnot. There's there's no excuse like to not tune in. It's, it definitely it's, it doesn't cost a penny and mm. it's easy to use. You know, so we're trying to just find better ways of of marketing that, getting that message out there, and saying you know, creating awareness because the whole goal of it all is just to push in any way adoption of cryptocurrency yes. we're not trying to get people that already know about cryptocurrency only to listen to us we want to appeal to everybody and you know break them in like just if they've never used bitcoin before they've never used cryptocurrency that they hear good music and they hear good podcasts like you guys or wherever else and they kind of get that curiosity going and it's okay i want to I want to get into Bitcoin. I want to get into this crypto stuff. So we're really, really trying hard to get the mainstream as opposed to just keeping people who are already into crypto happy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I hear you. Well, you know, we, we started the podcast partly because, you know, I, I wanted to learn more about Bitcoin and listen to more podcasts and find more information about it. And like, you know, this was a while ago, like a year ago, but I kind of ran into a brick wall. Like there just wasn't enough out there. So that's kind of why we started doing our thing. But knowing you're, you have a radio station running 24-7, I mean, that's amazing. You can just tune in and keep it there and you just get filled in on all things Bitcoin. Regarding the other cryptocurrencies, any specific ones that piqued your interest aside from Bitcoin? Right now is uh, my, my, my number one alternative currency that I'm really interested in is, is Tron. TRX. I've, I've been interested in that now since uh, s- several months. I discovered it last year and I wasn't really hooked at the first sight. You know, I wasn't really into it. And then all of a sudden I started, you know, hearing more and more about it. And I looked into, you know, the people behind it. I looked into, you know, Justin's son and what he was doing and, you know, the conferences and the partnerships and the acquisitions they were doing. When, when they ended up buying BitTorrent, it really, really, really interested me. I said, this, this is incredible. Like, they're actually doing stuff. Nobody that I could see or find over the past few years in crypto, in alternative coins, is actually making these big money moves. You know, like, mm. everybody has news releases. Everybody has announcements. Everybody has something that sounds, you know, gimmicky or marketing-wise, but nobody's actually making moves. Right. So Tron is the only coin that I could find that was actually laying out the big bucks, doing business acquisitions, doing big things in the public eye to say, hey, we're here, we're, we're power-mongering. We are a big force to reckon with. And and, and that impressed me. So I said, I'm, I'm going all in. You know, I'm definitely investing in this because for this to be such a unique experience in crypto, yeah. and I've talked to people with this as well that are really, really heavy into coins. I said, can you compare this to anything else? And they said, no, I can't. We've never seen any coin do anything like this. They're not just you know repeating or carbon copying what every other coin has done. Like what we're used to, right? The, you know, the, these these inflated news announcements, these these uh, airdrops, these things that really don't cost them money. You know, it doesn't doesn't cost them investment, doesn't cost them anything. They have an ICO, they raise seventy million dollars. Yeah. But you can't really see what they're spending it on. Right. Lamborghinis. <laughs> raised over seventy million dollars in their ICO, and they haven't even spent the money a penny of it yet. It's still there. The, the money is actually untouched. Right. But yet. The person leading the operation, which is Dustin's son, has actually spent 
what was it, 150 million to buy BitTorrent of his own money? Right. Well, you know, so that's impressive. Yeah. I've never seen that happen in any other cryptocurrency uh, before. So yeah, that's that's what I'm into is uh, Tron. I've looked into other coins. You know, um, uh, I do hold a few other coins. Yeah. So just just from speculation, really, that's all it is. Um, I held some yeah. coins. I hold some coins, but <laughs> <laughs> some of them didn't do too well. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting you yeah. talk about Tron because uh, you know my main news source last year was Reddit. You know, it's just when some of the the scam coins were coming out, and uh, you know, so many people were, were saying Tron was vaporware and there wasn't anything to it, and then to be honest. Uh, you know that was quite a while ago, and I haven't really looked at it since. I almost kind of wrote it off, but hearing you mention that, it it, it gets me interested again. <laughs> it's pro- it's proven to be a good choice, um, a good decision I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By no getting doubt. Into it because so far since I got in, I bought in at 280, 280 satoshis when I got in, and now it's close to eight hundred satoshis. So. It's uh, it's proven to be a really smart move that I made. Yeah, interesting. Sure. So, Adam, out of all the uh, the cryptos that you are involved in and you may possibly uh, hold, do you do anything with any of them? Do you actually use them to buy things, or are you more of just a uh, an investor, a holder? No, no, no. I, I I believe in actively using cryptocurrency, and I am the person who's out there constantly pushing businesses to use it. I'm Every day, that that's my life has become very, very uh, crypto influenced. Where um, I try to use Bitcoin, I try to look for merchants who accept Bitcoin locally whenever I do business or I, I buy things or whatever it might be. Uh, if I can't find them, what I'll do is I'll try to convert them. I'll try to get them to accept Bitcoin. So I'm, I'm I work with a different uh, array of options, from BitPay to uh, Netcoins to all these different ways that people could accept as merchants Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and. Um, that, that, that annoying guy that's standing there and <laughs> telling you as an owner of a business how to accept Bitcoin and why you should be accepting Bitcoin. So right. I'm, I love using Bitcoin to purchase and you know do business. So yeah, I, I use crypto for uh, for, for every, everything I can. Wow, interesting. And, and how much success have you had as far as uh, talking businesses into accepting it when they weren't before? It can be pretty I, successful. I, I do this every single day of my life. I, I have a lot of success doing that. I've got a lot of businesses on board. Um, I, I've convinced a lot of businesses in, you know, in, in many different areas, especially Montreal, to accept Bitcoin, even if they're not, their business is not blowing up because of it. Yeah. The fact is, they already, you know, they accept it now, and when more awareness happens, right, they will be on the map as being one of the first to accept hmm. crypto. I know in the U.S. Every time you spend Bitcoin, it would be considered a taxable event. I'm kind of a, a holder. I don't really spend it. I'm, maybe that's bad, probably bad. But in many ways, I'm almost concerned that, you know, when I do spend it, I'm going to have to start to declare it. Is that the case in Canada? Or? I, I'm not sure. I've heard people talk about, you know, I, I find it very hard to understand how they're able to track every transaction. I, I get it if you are actually holding the coin, and then at the end of the year when it comes to tax time, if it fluctuates, you have to pay. But to pay on every single transaction, it's just, it seems like a, so much work for me. Um, do, do you encounter that experience yeah, well, at all? I mean, when it comes to that stuff, it's basically I just go by what my accountant tells me. Yeah. And in, in 
in my case, anytime I make profit through anything, whether it's Bitcoin or non-crypto related, uh, that you know the profit has to be obviously uh, it, it's it has to be mentioned. Yeah. And if I could cover you know as many expenses as possible but to not have to pay as much uh, in the end, I'm good, right? But yeah. I can't, you know. You can't really just hide that. If you do too many transactions along the way and something gets leaked and it's found out that you, you, you didn't report it, then you're opening up a whole can of worms and it, then it's tax evasion, right? Yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah, but my I guess my my bigger point is that I'm I'm kind of a holder and not a you know, an advocate yeah. a spender partly because of the the paperwork, you know. It's just such a a pain in the butt. <laughs> I guess is the, the point, but you know, holder is a little different, I guess, because then again, somebody could say, "Well, what if you were given some, some gold this year, and yeah. you know the gold is worth like, you know, ten thousand dollars?" Yeah, you could sell it right away. You have that store of value in your hand. Somebody gave you that much gold. Yeah, you have to report that gold because you're holding on to ten thousand dollars worth of gold. Right. Hmm. Well, you know. It's iffy. It's, it's really iffy. But um, I mean, as with Bitcoin, it's considered currency, so yeah. you gotta, you know, adhere by the rules. Or unless you decide to go offshore and you know do business from a district that doesn't have income tax, and yeah, that's probably a good way to do it, right? When you're traveling or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of there's know. plenty of places that that you know a lot of my friends that got into crypto that did really well. They they've moved. Yeah. And you know they're living in tax-free jurisdictions where they do not have income tax at all. So, right. you know they're they're making you know obnoxious amounts of, of, of money, and they don't have to ever worry about any of that. Well, Sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does sound nice. What's your impression over the last year with the roller coaster ride that Bitcoin's been on? You know, from way back in December where it was up there around the $20,000 mark where I think today it's sitting in and around four, if I'm correct. It's just under four. Has it sort of been what you thought the ride it would take or have you been surprised at all by it? I got into Bitcoin in 2014. So you I was buying Bitcoin when it was around $100, $140, $200. Most of my Bitcoin was bought during those times and I, I just, you know, held on and so you know, you could imagine my reaction when it comes to the point of 2017 <laughs> and you know Bitcoin's pushing twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Could I say that I was surprised that it happened so fast? I was. You know, I, I didn't think it would happen that quick, but it was it was beautiful to see. And then you know, I also knew that there was a lot going on at that time that pushed people to use Bitcoin and rush out to buy Bitcoin. Every, okay, I know I, I'm in touch daily with a lot of these, uh, a lot of people that own Bitcoin ATMs, you know, a lot of the companies that own and distribute ATMs for, yeah. for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me themselves that people, like the amount of sales, the amount of transactions in their in their Bitcoin ATMs were just going through the roof. There was lineups at the ATMs, uh, people to buy Bitcoin during this time, right? Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a person who loves working with statistics and I'm very uh, technically minded. So I was trying to correlate what this rush was coming from. And, and like, why was why were people going so nuts to get Bitcoin? And believe it or not, the answers that I found were very shocking. Things that, you know, weren't really discussed publicly that was causing a real rush in Bitcoin. Um, I guess through embarrassment, a lot, some of the things I found, you know, weren't publicly discussed through, through deep embarrassment and 
through other reasons. So people were saying, oh, it's just because the media is talking about it. It's because this or that, like, you know, pretty, pretty squeaky clean reasons. But what I did find out was during that rise, during that crazy rise, there was perhaps the largest, most extreme pyramid scheme running in Bitcoin. Really? Uh, Yeah, there was a pyramid scheme that was running. And everybody and their brothers and sisters knew the name, and they probably knew people that got involved. And it was really, really bad. It was taking advantage of complete idiots, and it was called BitConnect. You remember that name? Yeah, 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 Hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So BitConnect was a major proponent in the rise of Bitcoin, uh, you know, Bitcoin's price pump because of the sheer amount of people that were rushing out to find ways to buy Bitcoin. Then the, the new, new signups on Coinbase, to people depositing, using PayPal to buy Bitcoin, people uh, rushing onto OTC sites like you buy large amounts of Bitcoin. This this pyramid scam was responsible for getting newbies, people that had never bought Bitcoin before, never even touched Bitcoin, getting newbies to spend tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. They were raising hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. overnight. Yeah all in Bitcoin. And this this one big pyramid scheme really propelled mass adoption, or sorry, <laughs> I wouldn't call it adoption, mass purchasing of Bitcoin right. from the unexpected group of people, which was the mainstream. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I know there's a couple of heavy YouTubers that got into a fair bit of legal hot water because um, of their sure. promotion of BitConnect and stuff. But... Yeah, I suppose, right? You got the viewership and you throw it out there, how you made so much money and boom, 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 right? I stayed on my toes and I was always very actively engaged in, in telling people to, to not do that and, you know, like, don't be a fool. You know, it's 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 not real. Like, But the problem was there was so much, um, so much glitz and glam that it attracted, you know, it yeah. attracted the average working folk, you know? People that you know, living paycheck to paycheck, they wanted a they wanted a way out. They yeah. wanted a, a dream. You know, they they wanted to live that dream of being, you know, financially uh, overwhelmed, yeah. right? Wealthy. And and it, that was the wrong way. So it, it, unfortunately, it had to be something so bad that that brought you know helped to bring the price up by mass adoption or mass purchasing. Um, but yeah, pe- people deny it today. Like, but the numbers are in, are there. The numbers to prove it. The amount of money that this Ponzi made off with was outstanding outstanding hmm wow tens of hundreds of millions of dollars hundreds of millions wow now the, now the people still got their bitcoin didn't they no so the scam was or the Ponzi uh, was set up that you would have to go buy bitcoin however you figured it out that was for you to figure it out on your own so okay. buy bitcoin and once you bought the Bitcoin, send them the Bitcoin, yeah. and then they would give you these tokens in, in exchange for them, and they would say, okay, we're just using your Bitcoin as a uh, as a security or as a loan, and uh, you could cash it in at any time. You could you could deposit your tokens back and take your take your Bitcoin back at any time. But then when people started to do that, they realized that they couldn't get anything back, <laughs> and they just the thing just crashed. Who on earth would do that? That just seems... Oh. It's just, it just doesn't seem like it's it makes huge. any sense to me at all. Well, it, it, people, people weren't... majority of people weren't questioning it, you know? Yeah. They were just they were just believing that it was their claim to fame. Yeah. Glitz and glamour, you know, just... 
Sure. It's like this is this is the next big thing. So people were confusing Bitcoin with BitConnect, and I know this because in my own city where I live, people that were meeting me for the first time, like when I when I told them, or when somebody would say, "Oh yeah, that's my friend Adam. He knows, you know, he's a big Bitcoin guy. He knows about Bitcoin. Go talk to him." They would say, "Oh, cool, BitConnect." They're, yeah, they're associating oh. it with BitConnect. Yeah. You know, immediately associating Bitcoin with BitConnect, it was so bad. It was, but now it's gone, and. You know, I don't want to say we need another Ponzi scheme to get us <laughs> to get us back to 20k, but I think that you know, just you know, industrial and corporate adoption of Bitcoin will be the key element that will bring us to that to, to, to way higher than 20,000 a coin. My dream uh, for for years now has been that the largest marketplace online finds a way to integrate Bitcoin payments, which is Amazon. Amazon yeah. If if Amazon ever does. Right. Corporate Bitcoin payments. We will see the true moon. Like it'll it'll happen. Yeah. The value will just go go, go insane. Yeah. Well, I'm here for the long run. You know, I'm, I'm I ain't going anywhere. I mean, I think it. You know, it'll eventually get there. But some have posited that Amazon may try to bring around their own cryptocurrency of some sort. Who knows, right? But at the point is though, like, you know, from a fundamental standpoint. Having a good, secure cryptocurrency, you know, is an active long-term programming effort too, right? Yeah, that's why Bitcoin's already got it. I don't understand. I don't see see for per se like Amazon ever getting into the cryptocurrency development business. I just don't see that. I don't see them having their own tokens unless it's something for, let's say, client appreciation tokens. they They may get into that, but actually creating a currency that could be bought and sold and used to buy the products. I don't see that happening. So I see them being more like vultures and just trying to get every single market they can. Yeah. Trying to secure all the markets and and one of the markets they haven't secured is the is the crypto market which which could bring them a lot of business. I mean Dell, you know, secured that market. Dell started accepting Bitcoin years back. You got companies like Overstock, you got companies like Newegg. These are big operations and they were accounting for a lot, a lot of business, big numbers in, in people using Bitcoin to buy their products. Yes. Sometimes I'm a bit of a skeptic. <laughs> sometimes I think of the you know the worst case scenarios, but sometimes it, it seems very apparent to me that there are many powerful forces in this world that are against the adoption of Bitcoin or trying to slow it down or try to prevent it outright, which is to in my mind and possible but do you see part of the reason that maybe amazon hasn't accepted crypto yet as maybe u.s based government or banking is actively lobbying for them not to accept um, cryptocurrencies or is it all just in my head well okay so there's a spectrum that we can explore and that spectrum being the conspiracy spectrum so a government meddling or pressure tactics against the banks and against businesses to 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 not meddle in in, in Bitcoin. It's there. I mean, there's no denying it. It's there. We, we we read about it. We have proof about it. There is a lot of government meddling in that. Whether it's from the SEC or whether it's from you know other three other organizations, there are people that are that are, that are actively. Their jobs are to actively thwart the adoption of Bitcoin. Right. So you know, I, I know that and I accept that. But to believe. To put my heart into it and to believe that there's a mass conspiracy to not, you know, to not have big business use Bitcoin, I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. I, I think that's that's beyond conspiracy. That's just delusion. Yeah. But 
for the time being, yes, there are those agencies that, you know, their job is to, to nitpick at every single little thing that happens in the cryptocurrency world right. and, to, you know, to put a lot of pressure on, on not using a lot of pressure, whatever pressure they can put on on companies to fear cryptocurrency rather than, than, than embrace it. Now, can those, you know, organizations, can those government groups, can they rally enough fear so that businesses won't use it? They can't because why would Dell and Newegg, Overstock, and all these multi-million dollar operations, why would they have, you know, engaged in using it? Right, right. You know, because one, one, one canceled out the other. So if they were so big and bad and they were so effective, these big multi-million dollar operations or multi-billion dollar operations wouldn't already be using Bitcoin. Right. So what it is, in my opinion, is Amazon simply has not been approached by the right parties hmm. to viably market this concept to them of accepting Bitcoin. They have not sat down with the right people. They have not officially met with people that could show them the benefits of them accepting Bitcoin when it comes down to numbers, because they're all about numbers. So if you present to them numbers they want to see, how they could bring in more money into their business, and you do this properly, and you do this in a way that they can understand it without getting too technical, I have a feeling that so far all they've seen is they've been pitched to accept Bitcoin through whoever, but the people pitching them They've been pitching them in such a technical way that they've been confusing the heck out of them and they're not selling them. So instead of confusing yeah. the executives at Amazon, don't yeah. try to confuse them. Just get in there and pitch them in the language they speak. Don't start talking about the technology. Don't start talking about you know blockchain and, and forget about that. Leave that at home. I know it's an important thing for us, a lot of us, to talk about blockchain and the tech, but people at Amazon don't care about that. People at Amazon, they care about how many dollars and cents they're getting at the end of the day. Right. I think I'd agree with that for sure. Yeah. What about those people out there that think that uh, Bitcoin won't really go anywhere without any real government intervention or acceptance by the government? Nah. No. Well, I mean, Bitcoin's global, right? So it's... it's it is. It's, it's, it's beyond any one government's power, although, you know, it is somewhat centralized in a, a couple of countries for now. But, you know, like... Well, just look at countries that are having economical crisis... Yeah. You know, they're they're moving on to using cryptocurrency. Look at uh, even uh, Turkey, Iran, Venezuela. Venezuela created their own petrol, whatever it's called, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, but I mean, it, you have you have countries that you know are going through economic crisis, and countries where the majority of the people are unbanked. Yeah. You know, right. a lot of places in in, uh, in the continent of Africa where people are simply unbanked. They don't have ways to buy goods and services with, with funds that are stored in the bank because they're unbanked, period. So yeah. there, there is a need. There's a need for cryptocurrency worldwide, yeah. and there's a desperate need for cryptocurrency in certain parts of the world. Yes. I mean, you could solve so many problems if these particular parts of the world were just told about cryptocurrency or educated about cryptocurrency in the right way to say you don't need massive cash infusion to set up banking. Yeah, that's right. We could literally set up banking for you guys overnight. Yeah. And we could give you guys devices, you know, that cost next to nothing, like refurbished Android units yeah. to to have your bank in your hand. You know, like you know, using their using their already available cellular networks that they have. Yeah. It's not hard to bank someone. It's really not hard to get them into banking. Well didn't we and talk about that? There's yeah. currency is the easiest way right yeah. now. Like mm-hmm. there's some areas in Africa like where you know, the markets and such are all run on phone credits. They use their cell phones to 
to purchase. I mean, you know, it's a, the natural step is Bitcoin from there. But uh, well, you want to hear something smart is is the way that um, WhatsApp and what's the other one, Telegram. You know, the two largest messengers in the world have already been working on implementing tokenization into their into their platform because there's people you know from from certain Asian countries and there's people from you know uh, within Africa and North America and everywhere perhaps you know that want to use they want to continue using their messaging app but they want to do business through it and they want to be able to quickly push a, a little button inside the messaging app where they could transfer a store of value to their friend that they're talking to right so like a tipping system yeah. um, therefore that's why these companies like telegram and whatsapp are, are creating their own tokens yeah. and it's cryptocurrency it is cryptocurrency but within their own centralized platform yes hmm. so so you know that's impressive where mm-hmm. you see that it's it's needed people are people are are, are hungry for a solution you know the unbanked especially where yeah. they could have a little tiny android unit in their pocket that costs thirty dollars and they turn it on and they could say, oh, hold on, I'll add you to my, my, my messenger buddy list and now we can do business together. I need to buy, you know, 20 bales of hay. I need to buy uh, a cow. I need to buy a goat yeah. or whatever it is. And I'm going to do it by pressing a little yeah. emoji and another little click. And now you have that those tokens in your wallet and you can take those tokens and get cash for them or you can get more goods and services for them yeah. and it creates this, this this whole frenzy of people now dealing with virtual currency that they can't actually physically hold or touch but now they're banked without the big expense or the big backing of, of, of setting up brick and mortar banking yes and the fees that uh, they charge as well yeah, the fees, exactly. <laughs> yeah. you're, a, you're a fellow Canadian so <laughs> you, I'm sure you can uh, sympathize with me and you know the banks make great money yeah. oh man do they ever I mean do you ever like do you ever take a good look at your your, your statement? Oh, and, and it's ridiculous. When they, when they insist, every time, like Bank of Montreal, for example, okay, they're they're, they're the best. I love the way they they pitch you on all these plans, <laughs> and you know they'll be like, listen, you know, like it looks like you're not really using this plan, so maybe you should just switch to another plan. And they'll 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 manage somehow to sell you to a more expensive plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Based on the fact that you're not using the first plan enough. And oh yeah. Say, but if I'm not using it enough, why do I need to buy? Why do I need to pay? You know, twenty dollars more per month. So it's it's been a cat and mouse thing with with these banks for a while. Yeah. And I just I got totally repulsed when I looked at the charges yeah. on the statement two months ago. I couldn't believe that I'm being charged so much for ATM transactions. I'm being POS uh, transactions in stores. I, I didn't think I didn't think that I was paying. You know, all those. All yeah. those 30 cents, 60 cents, those dollar, two dollars, three dollars. The worst is when you get the bills for the four dollar transactions at ATMs. Yeah. That's robbery. Yeah. Four dollars per transaction? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm taking out like forty dollars because I wanted to take someone to lunch, so I need forty bucks, and they charge me forty four. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Oh, I know. I know. That's why I need people to uh, to really start accepting crypto, and I, I, I push it. When I go out to eat, no matter which restaurant establishment I go to, I will ask to speak to the manager, the owner, and I will I will annoy them. I will annoy them to the point of you know they're they're like okay fine fine like I'm in, you know I'm interested in, in sitting down more and talking about like or they yeah. just want to get me out of there so they tell me that but you know with cryptocurrency you're not going to have those kind of fees. So that's that's right. Well, that's fantastic. I think that's great that you're doing that. It's every little bit helps. I'm guessing. And eventually, you can imagine the pressure on the banks if you know it really starts getting used. I mean, the banks have no competition as it is now, right? So they'll charge as much fees as they can until, uh, you know, someone else comes along and charges less. But 
they're all making profits of a couple billion a quarter. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Bitcoin has it all. I mean, hopefully one day more people will wake up and start using it, right? They will run for their money. But You know, people believed at one point that, um, you know, gift cards would fail. Yeah. Uh, you know, the ones you could buy for all the stores, the, the you know, $20 gift card. People believed that wouldn't work so well. Really? It is working far better than cash right now. (laughs) More people use these cards than ever before. And that's the same example I want to go with for for, for Bitcoin adoption. You know, people believe that it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. The same thing they believe for gift cards. But in this case, you know, instead of the person showing up at the the business establishment or the store or the the restaurant with a plastic card that they're going to run through and deduct the balance from it, forget the plastic card. It's just you opening up your cell phone. Yeah. And just, you know, sharing the screen with the with the waiter and paying your bill. It's the same thing as a gift card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if people could think of it that way and say it's a, it's a store of value like a gift card is, but it's a different store of value for, or, you know, technically it's, it's, it's Bitcoin. It's not digital credits on the, uh, the gift card. Right. A different kind of digital credit. Right. It's just getting people to understand it. Just a little more friendly approach to it. And marketing is, marketing is key. Marketing is always key because you can't get someone interested in anything unless you 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 properly appeal to their senses. You know. Yes. So, a question for you: We're into a new year here, being in January. Where do you see this year, this new year, finishing out as far as Bitcoin goes? Are you specifically going for value? Like, well, you know, I know there's a lot to talk about. So, yeah, let's just say the price. Where do you see the price in a year? <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm being. I'm being pretty confident just knowing all the, you know, all the potential things that could happen this year, things that have been worked on since last year. When I add all that up and I look at market sentiment, I have many different softwares that I've had built for me that check market sentiment on social networks and whatever. I'm pretty nerdy like that. So I'm constantly looking at stats. Now, those stats are pushing me to believe that this year, you know, it's very reasonable to be looking at at least a 30 to 30 to 40,000 US dollar price tag on Bitcoin, you know, throughout the year to the end of the year. So that doesn't mean like next month or whatever, but. Right. Really, eh? We're talking December next year. If we're not at 3040, we haven't already gone there. It's uh, it's going to surprise me. It'll surprise me if we're not there. So you're seeing significant volume in, in market sentiment on your indicators then? Oh, crazy. crazy. Is that right, crazy. eh? We're talking. The sentiment is just going always in the north direction. It's not. I'm not seeing what people are claiming like you know CNBC and these other you know media outlets are, are, are claiming there's a kind of like a loss of interest in crypto there's not all the social network indicators and all the the chatter indicators and the web indicators are showing very clearly that the sentiment is constantly moving northward is that wow wow very interesting I mean, to hear these are these are programs I trust because I had them built yeah I went to my, my people that, that do you know that that code these applications and I specifically told them what I wanted. I said, I want the application to go here, gather the information from here on a regular basis, live every single day, every single hour, every single minute, and then then, then you know aggregate that information for me to spit it out onto a sheet where I could see exactly where the particular sentiment is going. And you yeah. can't you can't bamboozle that. It's it's uh it, it's custom customized to my needs. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a marketing guy, I do, I do marketing for a living, so, so you know, I needed that. I needed that being in Bitcoin. I needed to know globally the effects of of, of marketing overall and the effects of, of adoption. You know where it's going. I, I, if I don't have that information, 
I don't know if I'm doing good. I don't know if the other guys are doing good. You know, whoever's putting it out there. Right. Yeah, it's a performance gauge, right? Yeah, exactly. Gauge <laughs> of performance. Yeah. Interesting positive news. I uh, I wasn't expecting that. I figured you'd be we'd be in a down a down cycle no, for a pretty, while. Pretty reasonable. I mean, I was telling people. I mean, there there's there's stuff out there. I mean, if if people look for it, that shows that in 2000 and 2016, I I don't use TA. I don't do charts. It's not my thing, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was told to make a prediction based on my system, on you know what I what I do, and I made that prediction. I made that prediction uh, in 2016 that Bitcoin would be literally ten dollars from what it was. Really? <laughs> it ended up being on December the 31st, right? Wow. And people were amazed. They're like, "How did you even like? How did you get so close? How you?" And I just said, "Well, I just simply just took the all the data I had, and I made a prediction based on." incremental the same amount of, of increase per month for the eight months that were left in the year right. and I came to that number I think I think it was $645 or whatever it was I can't remember the exact number but I'd have to look into it but that was my first foray in actually you know making a prediction or whatever right. uh, based on uh, based on my my tools I didn't do any official predictions for 2017 I wish I would have because <laughs> that would have been exciting if I could have said, "Yeah, you know, like I predicted that it would go to twenty grand." I honestly didn't. My my tools were telling me that we should have been within the you know the eight thousand to twelve thousand range right. by the end of two thousand seventeen, which we surpassed that. Right. You know, we've seen you know in Canadian dollars, we've seen twenty three thousand dollars Canadian, I believe. Yeah. At our peak. Right. However, I didn't make any public statements onto onto where I thought it was going in two thousand seventeen. Now, now we're in 2019, so yeah, 30,000, 40,000 uh, by December 31st of 2019, I see from my indicators currently. Interesting. Well, uh, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that, uh, you know, that, that these indicators are treating me well. And, uh, yeah. you know, if anything changes, I mean, I'll always, I'll always be on top of that because I, I check the data on a regular basis. Right. So I well, don't see any change for it right now. Sentiment is beautiful. It's going the right direction. Yeah. Development is nice. You know, we had our 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 big big rash of development for the past couple of years. We had our, you know, we've been through all the ICOs and all those other things, doing crypto and the uh, the failed ETFs and yeah, the ups and the downs. We're we're moving forward steadily. It's we're still. I tell everybody this. Everybody who's getting into Bitcoin for the first day of their lives, and they're you know they're they're either buying or acquiring or holding. I tell them the one thing is you're at the bottom of the ladder still. You're still yeah. at the bottom. Like this is nothing. Bitcoin, where it's at, is really nothing to be amazed with. Yeah. You, yes. You know, get in now, and then ten years from now, let's talk. You know. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Early, early adoption. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Well, Adam, we'd love to thank you very much for coming on Bitcoin Roundtable tonight. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. If you could just let our listeners know how they can follow you, where they can reach you, that would be great. Sure. Okay. Well, I appreciate uh, the time and the exposure. Did go ahead and you could check me out on. Um, on the website itself on bitcoinsnacks.com you could also follow me on twitter uh which is you know my name adam gerbez so it's twitter slash a-d-a-m-g-u-e-r-b-u-e-z.com and um also on my website adamgerbez.com go ahead and add me as a friend and i'll add you back and let's push for mass adoption together that's fantastic Libby, can you add the contact oh yeah it? yeah absolutely yep. yeah we'll put it on the website or whatever for you thanks sure. for thanks very much adam yeah, I appreciate the time. Great you as well. <laughs> Take care. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.